Well, you can't hear this on the podcast, but on the radio you hear what was the theme song. Keep that turned up a little, Brian. That was the theme song of my first show 55 years ago on WVMO, the voice of Monroe, in Monroe, Michigan. Nobody knew that when they put that on that tape, but I'm hearing it for the first time in a long, long time. Popcorn is what it was called, if I recall correctly. So (laughs) there it is. It's where it all began. And now it's come to this. All righty, here we go. Merrick Masters is here, business professor, labor expert, Wayne State University. He's talking about something that I was feeling and talking about a little bit ago, that of all the people the UAW has to go up against, and I really mean Mr. Fain, because sometimes on some of these things, I think he is standing, uh, well, alone a little bit. I don't know. We'll find out when the strike begins. But Carlos Tavares, I, I said, was going to be a force to be reckoned with, and Mark Stewart, the chief operating officer for North America. And they have proven to be that and more Professor Masters. Good afternoon. My name's Paul W. Smith. Welcome to Focus. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. It is our pleasure to have you here. As you point out, the maker of Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and other vehicles has taken the harshest verbal beating from the United Auto Workers since contract negotiations kicked off last month, a pivot from the little sibling narrative it historically has held among the Detroit Three rivals, but Stellantis is now an economic powerhouse to deal with, isn't it? Yes, it is, very much so. And it made a lot of profits in North America, more than the other companies did even though its share of profits from North America is smaller relative to its overall profits than the other companies, which actually puts it in a somewhat stronger position when it deals with the UAW. My concern was that very thing, that they are truly an international company. I don't even know how often uh, Carlos Tavares is actually here. I do know Mark Stewart is doing a fine job running the company, really. But he doesn't, he being Tavares, doesn't have the pressure on him or doesn't seem to feel the pressure that he has to stay even in the Detroit market to do his business. He's got places he could build these cars all over the place. And though that wouldn't be a good idea, uh, it would be a better idea than signing a piece of paper that that signifies your doom in the future. Yes, he's accountable to a board of directors and a chair which is foreign-based, not domestic-based. And that gives them a degree of independence, which may not be the same as in U.S.-based companies, which feel a lot of pressure, not only from the UAW, but from politicians, including the President of the United States. Who, by the way, and I I carried it around forever, and I, I would have to dig now to try to find it again. This president... uh gave a surprising summation of his take on these talks that really appeared about as fair as they could get. They were not, as they have been in the past, fully weighted one side over the other, always weighted toward the line workers and the UAW. This time he made it clear that both have to win through this transition into the EVs. 
He needs the companies to remain viable and strong in order to achieve his climate change objectives. And the federal government has invested billions of dollars in this transition to electrical vehicles. And so he's got a lot on the line. And the last thing he wants to interrupt his economic Biden economics tour these days is a major strike that would cost the economy billions of dollars. And really billions. Somebody, I, I don't know, was it 10 days alone? 10 days was over $5 billion cost? Close uh, to $6 billion, and it may be even more than that. I don't think that counted everything. That And, and strikes, in terms of their costs, compound over time. Uh, and you look at the fact that the strike in 2019, which wasn't that long ago, was a strike for 40 days. So it was four times that amount. Can you imagine? And then, of course, when that happens, these great suppliers that are so very important to the lifeblood of the auto industry, they get shut down because you don't need to make parts for a company that's not making cars. Yeah, the ripple effect is quite extensive, and it's threatening the companies that are suffering from low margins and marginal profitability. Well, I appreciate your expertise. We only have uh, 30 seconds left. What's the final outcome in your best guesstimate? Well, I think there's a distinct possibility of a strike. The parties are so far apart. It's going to be amazing if they're able to reconcile their differences before mid-September. I'm afraid you're right, Professor. I wish you weren't. Business professor, labor expert, Wayne State University, Professor Merrick Masters, thanks for your expertise, sir. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. Well, it is our pleasure. Thank you as we continue here in focus. This is a very special day if you're at work today. And I'll explain that coming up in the next hour of focus on WJR.